You want some tea? Listen to reality. Hello, speaking to Nini from Befrienders. How can I help you? <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. I can hear you. May I know who I'm speaking with? I'm. I'm not feeling okay. I have been stressful for the past few months. The cases are increasing every day. I'm tired. Hello, everyone. How are you? We are hoping that you are having an amazing day today. Welcome to Reality Podcast. In this episode, I'm Atika with other co-hosts. Hello, I'm Shazwani. As Nini and I'm Siti Norhidaya. Sustainable Development Goals, as known as SDGs, are a group of 17 interlinked goals to help make a stronger and more sustainable future for everyone. The United Nations adopted the SDGs in 2015 and they are expected to be fulfilled by the year 2030. But before that, maybe we can share with our listener what are the differences between MDG and SDG. MDGs are based on emerging and poorest countries in the sense of being given to the needy. Meanwhile, SDGs refers to all nations, middle-income countries, and impoverished ones. So today, dear listeners. We are going to discuss about something some feminism yet very related to us which is mental health among Malaysian women frontliners during pandemic a year into Ladies and gentlemen as the COVID-19 situations continues to evolve and a number of infected patients escalates in our country it is easy to find yourself gripped by unnecessary worry and fear here are the few tips for you to cope with stress during covid-19 firstly pause breathe notice how you feel second take breaks from covid-19 content Third, make time to sleep and exercise. Fourth, reach out and stay connected. Last but not least, seek help call the helpline. And most importantly, be kind to, to your mind. Dear listeners, so today in this podcast, we are having two speakers with us to gain more knowledge and experiences with our two experts. The first speaker is Dr. Nushamsi, a medical doctor at Klinik Kesihatan Kota Baru. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And the second one, Mr. Aiman Amri, a mental advocate, book author, and also a blogger of AimanPsychology.com. Hi, hello everyone. My name is Aiman, uh, Aiman Amri, not Aiman Azlan. Uh, I'm, I'm more handsome than him. You can call me as Aiman Psychology. Uh, that's a that's a pen pal name. 
It's an honor for having Dr. Noor Samsi for today because we would like to hear real situation or real experiences from a female Dr. Freiliner. And Mr. Aiman Amri, a mental advocate, had always loved to share his knowledge regarding mental health issues on Twitter and also a blogger of AimanPsychology.com. But before that, Maybe Dr. Noor Shamsi and Mr. Aiman would tell us about your background and experiences. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is uh, Dr. Noor Shamsi binti Abdul Manaf. Uh, currently, I'm working at uh, Klinik Sata Bandar Kota Baru as a medical officer. And I've been working with KKM for 23 years now. My name is Aiman. Uh, Aiman Amri, and you can call me as Aiman Psychology. I finished my degree in psychology in University of Nottingham in 2016, and I worked for a while for four years in as an assistant psychologist and a special therapist in Wicca Allied Center. And I continue my journey of contributing to the society in Pusat Pakar Psychology Jiwudamai. And currently, I'm continuing my master in human sciences, psychology, clinical and counseling with the hope that in the future, I will be able to be certified as a accredited clinical psychologist, inshallah. And I'm feeling happy to be part of the podcast today. Woohoo! Seems like our speakers having so many experience in their field. So without further any time, let's move into our first segment. Doctor, as we all know that doctor is a very difficult occupation, right? What is your working time right now? Okay, yes, actually our working hours affected so much. Lah. Before this, we work office hour from 7.30 to 5pm. But since past one year, lah, pandemic uh, occur, our working time extended lah, from 7.30 to 9.30. But starting this week, since uh, Tan uh, was put in the PKP bag, so our working hours change again from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Oh, I see. There's such a huge difference between before and during pandemic. During a year of pandemic, did you ever get a chance to treat COVID-19 patients? Yes. But actually, I'm not very actively involved lah in this uh, management of uh, COVID-19 patient because we at, at the primary care, we just uh, screening the patient and if the patient was detected positive, then we refer to uh, whether hospital or uh, pusat rawatan sikorendah or PKRC. Uh, mm-hmm. Back to Mr. Aiman, in your situation or experience, are there any patients or public that you know are having a mental breakdown because of COVID-19 and reach out to you to get consultations? If yes, what type of mental illness they are suffering? Uh, based on my previous work, uh, I still didn't have the certification or the accreditation to professionally conduct a session with a client. My focus is all about public education, uh, prevention of the mental illness among the public and so on. Therefore, uh, if you ask me, is there any patient? I would say I have no patient because even my closest experience to psychotherapy is an assistant psychologist during my time in Wicca Allied Health Center. However, 
if we apply the same concept in terms of my circle of influence and my circle of concern, a lot of people are having a mental breakdown because of COVID-19, especially in terms of burnout. A burnout is a condition when your mind and your emotion has been used for a long of time, just as physical activity, if you have to jog around in your neighborhood for 5 kilometers, then after that you have to reach for 10 kilometers, then you continue for 30 kilometers. So at some point, your physical will be exhausted and to the point that you're at your limit. A lot of my friends and my circle of concern and influence, a lot of them are having this kind of burnt out because of work from home uh, among my friends who are working from home. It's not a mental illness for say because mental illness means that you have to be diagnosed by a clinical psychologist or psychiatrist to get a diagnosis. But the one I mentioned just now, burnt out, feeling stressed, feeling tired, exhausted and so on, that is what we call as a mental health issues, which is an issue that prevent your mental to perform or to work at the optimum level. Dear listener, so based on what Mr. Ayman stated just now, burnt out is one of the mental health issues that need to be acknowledged. So Mr. Ayman, my question is, is there any of your family or friends who are working as a frontliner, especially women, reaching out to you? Uh, yes, a few of them actually because first they know me personally and second they understand that I am in this kind of uh, work related to mental health. A lot of them contact me directly, uh, especially doctors uh, in various hospitals. Uh, one of the stress is the exhaustion of work, especially when the case become thousands. All of the frontliner, staff, nurse, workers, hospital, janitor, anyone who have in contact with the patient, they need to be quarantined at home. So because of that, when, uh, when a lot of doctors have to stay at home, a lot of nurses stay at home because of the quarantine, so the job scope become double. So the one who mm. are not exposed to the COVID-19, they're not exposed to the patient, they have to work more than usual because to cover the shift. So I see this as an indirect effect of the COVID-19. So a lot of my friends in the medical field are experiencing this issue. I see. So women frontliners are become more stressful because of their need to work a double shift. So next, we are moving to the causes and effects segment. So doctor, based on your experience or current situation, do you feel stressful working with PPE suit? Uh, actually, it quite disturbing lah because mm. make it difficult for us to examine patient. I see. It's very difficult to wear PPE and at the same time to treat the patient. As we all know that there are many patients faking on hiding their identity and not being honest with about their travel history. So do you feeling threatened and frustrated with this situation? Actually, since the aspect of the patient might hide their true story, so we all take precaution. Uh, we mm-hmm. prepare ourselves ready with, uh, like I said before, not fully PPE, but we cover ourselves. Once we break the PPE, we are considered guilty because not follow the SOP at our work. So if we are infected, we ourselves to be blamed because not follow SOP. So, for this patient, we have to wear our PPE along working hours. Actually, at the initial phase last year, we are having this mental breakdown a little bit. Lah. 
but mm. we, we 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 have the psychological first aid conducted by our counselor in which they they call each of us to share our feeling our problem a huge appreciation goes to KKM because KKM is aware to all their staff regarding mental health issue. Moving on to Mr. Aiman. From your own perspective, it is important for a frontliner to be aware about their mental health. Yes, it is crucial for a frontliner to be aware of their mental health because mental health is as important as physical health. <laughs> mental health is part of the reason for them being able to come to the hospital every day because without mental health they can be no true physical health so when they understand this just as we understand how to cope with physical injury for example we know to put a detol so it's the same concept mm-hmm. with emotional injury emotional injury means that when your emotion your mood your feeling become disturbed because of a certain issue it could be work because of financial issue or anything So when there's an emotional pain or emotional injury happens to us, so of course frontliners in charge of our health need to be understand about mental health as well. But unfortunately, sometimes the stigma also came from the medical practitioner in the field because uh, in terms of uh, work-related field, a doctor, they have to undergo through a housemanship training. And during this HO rotation, they have to do like, Four months for every department related to the related to hospital department. But unfortunately, secretary department is not compulsory, so a lot of them don't have the opportunity to be in the secretary department other than during their clinical training in their medical study. So mental health among the frontliner is very important. Mm-hmm. And to all listeners, we need to understand the mental health is very important. Same goes with physical health. So back to Dr. Noor Shamsi. As we all know, there are many cases happening in Kelantan during this week. Does the counselor still giving the motivation to the frontliners? Yes, actually, counselor team still doing their job. They all find all the stuff. From all clinics uh, under district Kota Baru, in which they have problem, depressed, they all come together and have uh, now because of we cannot face to face, they all doing the virtual counseling lah. Hmm, understood. Public relations was created in 1972 and aims to produce PR practitioners and people who are passionate knowledgeable and involved in the professions. The program is under the patronage of the Institute of the IPRMSA UITM chapter. There are modern subjects offered which are public relations writing, principles of public relations, corporate public relations, PR government and politics, consultancy public relations and international public relations. Public relations is a very flexible career choice. Public relations prepares you for careers in writing, editing, publishing, public speaking, social media campaigns, working for a firm or for a small business or organization. This PSA is brought to you by the Faculty of Communication and Media Studies under the Public Relations Department. Okay, we are moving to the next segment. Mr. Aiman, 
As a mental health advocate on social media, did anyone from your social media reach out to you for getting your help regarding mental health issues? Uh, a lot of time actually, they contact me to DM in Twitter, in email and so on. But most of the time that people contact me, sometimes they need a consultation and they need a guidance or a help related to the situation that they are facing in. However, as I mentioned before, I still not a fully certified psychologist. Therefore, it will be unethical for me to give a diagnosis or give a consultation, especially through email where there's a limited of information, limited of knowledge that I know about them. So most of the time, I just refer them to the professionals because that is mental health advocate is all about. So, dear listeners, as Mr. Ayman mentioned earlier, we can see very huge differentiation between mental health advocate and also psychologists. As we heard from Mr. Ayman just now, he stated that there are many frontliners reaching him and state that they are so stressful for handling COVID-19 cases. So, Dr. Nushamsi, as one of the frontliners, what are the factors that make frontliners being stressed while handling the patients during this pandemic, especially in Ramadan? Inshallah, we can still manage uh, this situation professionally because we are working in teams. Uh, of course, now we are very stressful with this uh, current condition. Everyone from the lowest to the highest uh, staff. Lah. We all uh, work in stressful condition, uh, not enough staff with hot weather in bulan Ramadan also, but uh, we still can cope. And we are waiting for the one team lah from uh, other country. So back to our question, um, sustainable development goals uh, by the United Nations. Goal number five, which is uh, gender equality, is more focusing on women. It stated that 70% of women were accounted for as health and social workers. And it's very related to our topic for today. From your perspective, Mr. Ayman, do you think this is the reason why females are getting more tendency or having mental health issues, especially in their okay. workplace? This is and this is an interesting situation actually. It's not just about the women, a lot of them are working in the health or social workers, but it's also about if we look at this statistically speaking, women as an educated field, we can see this pattern in the public university as well, where women usually more than men in the university True. depending mm-hmm. on the uh, depending on the cost as well uh, however because of this the same reason a lot of them are educated from university and working in the various field but when it comes to health and social worker uh, i have read a study where because of the nature of the work where you have to meet people you have to, you have to see the people you have to help them you have to be more empathy, you have to emotionally invested in the field, become the reason why women are more in this kind of uh, related field, this kind of industry. I wouldn't say that the reason because of women more in the field become the reason why women have the tendency to become mental health issue because mm-hmm. this is just statistically speaking. So when more women in the health-related field and when a person in the health-related field get a mental health issue, so it's going to be uh, women have more people with mental health issues in the data field because they are greater number in the field itself in the first place. 
How about you, Dr. No Samsi? So if we can see, actually, government sector, the women staffing, women is more than men. Uh, same as in the our KKM. Lah. So, uh, of course, uh, women are affected most. We at the workplace, most of the boss are women. And also, when we came back, we also had many more work to do at home mm. as a mother, as a wife, and also as a community. Yeah. So, so... Uh, in short, women are more affected lah, in this pandemic. One more thing is, uh, there's a study shows that why a woman have this higher tendency to develop mental health issue is because of the emotional issue itself. Uh, emotionally doesn't mean it's negative. You're more invested in emotion rather than solution. It means that you process emotion more than male, and male usually focus straight away to the logical explanation, straight away to the solution. They straight away give you a solution. When female process emotion, uh, more sensitive than male. This is the reason why they process problem emotionally more than male as well. Mm. Based on what we see at the clinic, most of the patients with a psychological problem, mostly women. They came with poor sleep, poor appetite, having problem with their marital relationship not by husband and sometimes single mother no income and also like that men came but as i'm concerned i rarely seen a male patient with psychological problem they just came uh, to, to continue medication with the physical problem lah rarely psychological problem mr aiman as a mental health advocate so what are the popular thoughts uh, from the public itself towards the women who are suffering from mental health problems? From the one that I usually read from the social media and sometimes from the email that I receive is people think that mental health is something buat-buat. As long as we don't have this kind of mentality, trust me, uh, you educate in any way that you can, you pursue them to seek professional help, anything, as long as they don't have become mentally, they will always, always have the stigma. So, ladies and gentlemen, based on what Mr. Ayman said just now, if you know anyone who are suffering into mental health issues, he or she need a help. Ask them to seek a professional help. Okay, female frontliner, learn to overcome mental illness issues. Okay, uh, as a frontliner, especially if you're a female frontliner, the first thing that we have to understand is we have this kind of mentality first, thinking that mental health is as important as physical health. We need to have this kind of mentality first. As long as we don't have this kind of mentality, the stigma will always be there. The label or judgment from the society will always be there because they don't understand that physical health is as important as mental health. So the first thing that I would say is the mindset itself. Have a mindset that mental health is important as physical health. Second is to have a good emotional support. Uh, I believe that female frontliner, doesn't matter if you're married or if you're not married, if you're family, if you're friend, any kind of person that around you, for example, emotional support from a husband or emotional support from your father or from your close friend, it's important to be openly talk about emotion. 
related to this. So if you can become that kind of person to your friend, to maybe another female frontliners who are struggling, you are indirectly contributing to her mental health as well. So that they know that you are taking or participate in the story. And last but not least is for us to keep continuing studying or learning about mental health issues. Yes, listeners, from what Mr. Ayman said, we should emphasize that we have to remove the all the stigma stated mental health is something not real or fake. Doctor, would you like to give some advice to Malaysian women to always take care of themselves during this pandemic? And what will you say to all the female frontliner at the hospital? To all Malaysian women, we should practice what KKM said, three C's, which is avoid crowded places, confined spaces, and lastly, close conversation, so that we can help the societies. Not to forget, also please take vaccine, so that we can achieve herd immunity to stop this COVID-19. For frontliners at the hospital, we have to take care of our health, so that our quality of works will be better. And we can help the societies as well as strengthen the quality of works. Before we end our podcast for today, what are your advices to the women that are struggling during the pandemic? Okay, uh, before I answer this question, I would like to ask all four of you here. Let's say you have a mental health. You don't have the diagnosis yet, but you mm. suspect that you might be depressed or you might be anxiety, have anxiety issue. What will be your first step in getting better of your anxiety issue? Well, for me, I would like to stay at home for one day, just chilling by myself, and maybe it will be alright after that. Uh, for me, I will call my friend and talk to them, meeting myself, calm down and trying to explain to them what I'm feeling right now. My personal opinion, if I have anxiety or depression, so the first thing I will do is to talk to my friends uh, and not being alone. I have I must be surrounded with a lot of people and make myself busy with activity so that I can forget something that bothers my mind. Okay, my opinion is, to be honest, I am fighting for this right now. And my first step will be, I think I'm going to reach my friends, I'm going to call or talk to my friends. Okay, thank you for that. So in your opinion, you said that you believe that talking to friends will be part of your step in getting better with the condition. Okay, all of your answer is true. I'm not saying it's wrong. All of us uh, is true. When we acknowledge that we're not okay, and I believe that that will be your first step in getting better. It will be your first step in getting help. It will be your first step in able to talk to others about your emotion. So at the same time, it also will be your first step in finally acknowledging that I need help. Because as long as you're still denying that you need help, although people ask you to go to therapy, people give you, oh, nah, eat this medication, or people say that, oh, don't worry, you need to be patient, or you can talk to me, or any kind of help that people give to you. But as long as you're still denying that you have the issue, or I would say issue, you have the challenge, you're still denying that it will not be effective. So that will be my advice to any woman out there who are struggling with mental issue is to acknowledge if you're not okay, just acknowledge that you're okay, admit that and start to work on how to deal with it. 
After all, what we can conclude from Dr. Noor Samsi is that all female frontliners are the backbone in fighting the pandemic war. It is important for frontliners to be aware about their mental health. It is because they are the ones that will help the country to become free from this COVID-19 war. So to conclude, as Mr. Ayman said, mental health is important as physical health. And the first step when we are burnt out is to acknowledge that we are not okay. And don't worry, it is okay to be not okay. But remember, it's not okay to stay that way because every problem has their own solution. Thank you to Dr. Noor Shamsi and Mr. Ayman Amri for making your time to be part on this podcast. Thank you for having me in this podcast. Okay, my pleasure. It's my, my pleasure as well to be part of this interview as well. As we discuss the fifth SDG, which is gender equality more deeper, we were convinced and acknowledged that the issue about gender equality is really happening in our country. Last but not least, we hope that all listeners acknowledge and are more aware about your mental health condition. As Mr. Ayman mentioned earlier, it's okay not to be okay. Therefore, appreciation is not depending on gender but must be equally cherished. That is all for this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Stay safe and hashtag we all in this together. Goodbye and have a nice day.